Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the Ideasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Church, the, mo- the moment you have been waiting for is here. We are, we are very blessed. Our pastor is in the house. You see, I'm about to introduce a woman of God to you. I mean, I feel honored. Yes, I feel honored. You see, the woman of God is referred by our bishop that my daughter. I mean, you should be privileged. I mean, if someone calls you my daughter, I mean, you are privileged. And you know, wherever the anointing is, every yoke is destroyed. And I'm saying that this woman of God is very anointed. And the, the time I met her till now, I mean, I could see that every part of her life is working. I mean, when he's preaching, you can see that wisdom is speaking. Are you getting it? So church, I know you are ready, but I want to tell you that as the word of God is coming, no movement. I only want to see only ashes and the photographers. Please, discipline yourself and listen to the word of God. Church, if you are ready, I know I'm ready. Be on your feet and let's welcome Episcopal Sister Joy Philippe your hands this morning and just ask the Lord to speak to you. Hallelujah. Talk to him for a moment as we come into this new service. Thank you. Old but new service. We're in this service to seek his Thank presence. Thank you, Jesus. And so just say, Lord, as I come in this early morning, speak a word to me. May I hear your voice. May my heart be soft. May my spirit be willing. Mm-hmm. The Lord, Lord of 
Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor. It's a pleasure to be sitting by you. Now, how many of you, this is your very first time coming to this, this early service? Because it's been here, but in a different form. It's your first time. It's your first time. I didn't say it's your first time in the church. In this service. Me too. It's my first time. In this. Okay. Powerful. Well, this service is marking a change. Amen. Up until now, it was one of our centers that was meeting here on Sunday morning. But as of this week, we are starting a new gathering service. Amen? Oh, amen? Is it a good idea? Yeah. And the whole idea is that, you see, we must always have a place to grow. Yeah. We have another service at 10 o'clock. The church is full. And one of the things that happens when a church is full is that then you relax. Say that, oh... Charlie, it's like, but there are more souls to be won. And there are more people to be found. And there are more people who must hear the word of God. Are you with me? Please, I want you to stand up and take a look at all the empty chairs. They are deliberately empty. We will not move one chair, set. Just take a look and then tell your neighbor, you and I will fill these chairs. You and I. Yeah. Amen. There are more people who need to come to service. Hallelujah. And that is why we have another gathering service. Gathering means that we're gathering people from all over the place and bringing them into one service. Hallelujah. Oh, are you there? Hey, the way you are looking quiet, the fact that it's early morning doesn't mean that. Ah. So tell your neighbor, please, oh, it's not here you're going to do your waking up. You wake up before you get here. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I have called the service by the inspiration of God, the presence. Amen. The presence. Why? Because many people who go to church... Can you do something about the sound? It's not working properly. Many people who go to an early service go with their mind. Let me go to church and finish with God. And then I can go and do my other things. I came... I'm very happy to inform you that that anointing and that demon is not here. Uh -huh. Because God created the earth. He took seven, six days. The seventh day, he rested and he said that, look, this day is for me. Are you there? So actually, the whole day is for him. The whole day is for him. Uh -huh. So we are not having this service because we want to be finished with him. We are having this service because we want his presence. Amen. Are you with me? We want his presence. We want to, an opportunity to seek his presence. So if you are here because you want to be finished with God, we don't like that spirit. 
Uh, let, let me just say it early. Hey, are you there? Allow me to say it early. Uh-huh. I don't like that spirit at all. It doesn't have a place here. We cannot be finished with God. We need him at every waking moment. Amen. But we have come early because there are some blessings that happen. And there's something about early. There's something about early. Yeah. That's why we have come early. Amen. So please tell, tell your neighbor, I've changed, I've changed the hard disk, my mind. I've removed that disk that says, let's go and finish with God. I've removed it. Hallelujah. Let's look at Psalm 63. You see, in this service, as we seek the presence of God, we are going to expect him to do anything because he is the one we are looking for. Yeah. Psalm 63 verse 1 says, Oh God, thou art my God. Early. Early. Can you see it? Early will I seek thee. Early. Hallelujah. Early. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean you can't pray at night. It doesn't mean you can't see God at another time. But there is also something about the early. Amen. My soul tested for thee. I am praying for a service in which our mind is that we are thirsty for God. I want to come early on Sunday morning and get something before the heat of the day comes. I'm so thirsty for you, Lord. I can't wait for a later hour. So I have come early. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. I don't need to tell you that what is out there is dry. I don't need to tell you. I said, I don't what? I don't need to tell you. Now you can see. You see. But look at what he says. To see thy power and thy glory. My prayer for this service is that in this service, I don't know about the next one, but in this one, that we will see his power. Yeah. We will see his power and we will see his glory. You can be going to church for many reasons. I remember as a young girl going to church because they said we should go to church. So they're going there, I used to go. But I used to position myself in a certain place so that I can see everybody who is, as they come up for the communion, I can see that this is your dress, this is the third time you have worn it this month. I won't mind you, you are doing like you haven't done some before, but I won't mind you at all. I remember that when we used to go to school, in those days, we had proper secondary school. Not the thing you are doing now. But <laughs> when we come back, I used to sit down so that I'll know who has returned from school. That too was one of the purposes of going to church. Because if you don't go, you will know who in the area has returned. Are you there? Uh-huh. So I don't know what brought you to church. Some of you came to finish with God early. Some to you came, just come and see who was coming. Some to you came because somebody came to knock on your door and said that, oh, me now, I'll be coming for you early in the day and no longer at 10 o'clock. I don't know the reason why you came, but I can tell you the reason why we are here. And the reason why there is a service in this church starting at 7 is because we want to see the power. Yeah, we want to see the power. I am tired of Christians who have so many problems. I'm tired. I don't know. Maybe you are not tired, but me, I'm tired. Yeah. We have work to do. How can you be doing the work of God? Then some weight is hanging on your leg as you are trying to. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying. The power of God will remove that thing. 
so that you can be free to go and do what you must do for God. Amen. And the glory of God, that's the beauty of God. The world is so ugly. So ugly, so much ugliness. That we need to come in and be reminded of the beauty of God. To give us, continue to give us courage to be here. Until the time comes when we are going to see him face to face. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord this morning. Amen. I'm still reading scripture. Proverbs chapter 8. I don't know what you came to hear being read, but here we read scripture. Proverbs 8, verse 7, from verse 17. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Those that seek me early shall find me. My prayer is that as we come early to seek him, we will find him. Have you ever been at that place where you were looking for God and you couldn't find him? In a situation where you have looked for him, you have prayed, but he doesn't seem to be there. You have talked to him about the same matter over and over again. Somehow, it's like it just reaches the ceiling and then it bounces right back. But in this service, we are believing God and we are standing on the scripture and saying that, Lord, I love you enough to give up my Sunday morning sleep, which is what most of you were doing before, and to come and look for you, believing that as I look for you, I will find he tells us to seek. Look for him. My prayer is that every prayer we pray in this service, he will answer. And every time we gather here, that he will also be here. Hallelujah. I love the fact that he attaches so many scriptures. Because if you continue, he goes on to say, riches and honor are with me. Many people are looking for riches and honor. Tim, I beg you guys, eh, this week we should remove the wheels from under this pulpit. Otherwise, one day... I'll be leaving money till it will take off. <laughs> I have a bad habit of leaning on my pulpit. And anytime I lean on it, I feel the wheels. <clears throat> Are you there? Tell your neighbor that. A, a, a walking pulpit. In the early days of our church, the church was so broke as it is when you are starting a church in Accra, Collegono. And there was a certain drum. A certain drum. A certain, you see this bottom one, the round one there, you know. Charlie, when they are beating the thing and the praises has reached the peak, you'll be dancing, not then this thing will take off. Bring, 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 bring. Crash! <laughs> Hallelujah. But he's just talking about the things that he has. My fruit is better than gold. Yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the path of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasuries. I mean, there are so many promises associated with the earliness. Hallelujah. And so if you've come to the service, the idea is not a duplication. I'm not looking for you if you are in the service. I'm not looking for you in the next service. Are you there? It's not to inflate numbers. So we say, oh, this number came. Then you come in the next one to the... No, no, no. In fact, I need you not to come. Uh So that's... Hey. (laughs) Are you in the house? Uh That service is full already. I don't need you to come and duplicate it. No. But as you have come, and you have come early, and we've come to seek him, my prayer is that we will find him, and that his presence 
will be with us. Hallelujah. And so for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking to you about the presence of God. Amen. The presence of God. Hallelujah. The presence of God. Amen. There are people who say that, oh, but God is everywhere. It is true. But it is not everywhere that the presence of God is active. He's asked for that one. He's omnipotent. He's there. He's everywhere. It's true. There's a way in which his presence manifests itself. Amen. Are you there? And we are, my prayer is that we are going to go into some of it and understand it. Because what we need is God. What we need is the presence of God. Not many of the things we think we need. If you want evidence that having things is not enough, just look to the places that have a lot. They have a lot, but they are even more miserable than we are. Depression is even more. <laughs> they are very quiet. Yeah. In the 90s, when, in the 80s, when Ghana was on its knees. Oh, yeah, when I say knees, we were on our knees. Those of you, if you are under the age of 30, you don't know what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> are you there? <laughs> but we were on our knees. If you can imagine shops that don't have anything, markets that don't have anything. Are you there? When you want milk to buy, unless you know somebody who sells milk, you can't get it. So it was as basic as that. And I remember thinking that, like many others, our problem is financial. If we have, we'll be okay. Then by the grace of God, I got a chance to go and study somewhere. And when I went, I went to one of the nations that is rich. I'm not talking about America rich, it's richer than that. Wealthy nation. But it was there that I saw that it's not having things that brings happiness. I met far more depressed people there. Far more suicidal people there than I had ever met in my nation that had nothing. Are you there? Yeah, so it's not that. We are, that's what I'm saying, that what we need is God. The one we need is God. Hallelujah. The one we need is God. That's why so many things that we do in life, or so many things that we want, when we finally get them, you suddenly realize that it's ashes. Didn't you? You wanted to come to KNUSU. Now you have come. Now you have come. Oh, you don't get down. Now, now, as you have come. What? As you have come, now you want to go. Those of you who are working, you wanted that job. Wanted, 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 wanted. Now you have it. As you have got it. What? Some of you are just wanting another one. Hey. Are you there? When a woman marries, she wants a child. She gets one. She just wants another. So it should, and it is because what we need is his presence. Not all the things we think we need. Yeah. Wow. Are you there? One of my friends, she was, she, was, she, was, she was a story to me. That's when I understood that it's not by what you have. I was a student and she was working in that same place. And we were friends. And she had a nice apartment not so far from the university. And one day she came to me and she said, Oh, I think I want to change my furniture. I said, Really? What's wrong with it? Because me, where I was coming from, something must be wrong. <laughs> so she changed it. It's not a problem. Okay. We were there. A few months later. It wasn't that I don't remember the time frames, but it was close enough to strike me. And she said, oh, she wants to move house. The apartment where she's staying near the university, she wants to move. There was a town close to the seaside, so she wants to go there. So she moved there. Mission accomplished. You have got the apartment, you have got the things you want inside. Ah, we were there. The next time I heard from her, it was her TV she was changing. 
no problem. Maybe it was old. She changed it. But I remember very clearly that it wasn't up to two years when she came back and said she was moving from where she had moved to back. You see, you are looking for something. But it's not what you think it is. That's why when you find it, it's like ashes. That's why when you find it, it's not anything. And the reason is that there is a craving in us that responds to the presence of God in our lives. And until you find him, that craving will be there. Amen. Mm. So that's why we're talking about the presence of God. Because we want the presence of God to be with us. Hallelujah. Now, when God wanted to have a presence among human beings, he told them in the Old Testament to build a tabernacle. And in Exodus chapter 25, he said, he told, he was talking to Moses that, according to all that I've shown you, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of the instruments, even so shall you make it. He said, do everything as I have told you. In fact, Moses had to go on a long course with God up in the mountain to learn how to do this tabernacle. Then he says in verse 22, and there I will meet with you and I will commune with you from above the mercy seat. He had described the whole thing and he had said to him that there is a place in this tabernacle called the mercy seat. When you finish, when I want to meet with you, I will come there. Are you, are you seeing it? When I will come there, and he told him, I'll be in a particular place, and there I will sort you out. So in this particular case, it was God who decided that he wanted to bring his presence to people and be among people. But I thank God that it didn't stop there. Because if it stopped there, it would have meant that we have to wait until God decides that he is coming. For his presence to be here. But that's why I am so encouraged that right in the same Old Testament, we find another situation where man prepared a place and then said, God, please meet me here. Please meet me here. And God answered. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 8. In 1 Kings chapter 8, Solomon had taken time and he had made a place for God. And the time came in chapter 8 when it was time to dedicate the, the place. You see, it's a very long scripture. I don't want to read all of it, but I'll encourage you when you go home to just read First Kings chapter 8. Are you there? And you will see some of the prayers that he prayed. He said, when your people are down before the enemy because they have sinned against you, when they turn against you, when they turn again to you and they confess your name and pray and make supplication unto you in this house, then, please hear. Are you seeing it? And he goes on and he says that when heaven is shut and there is no rain because they have sinned against you, if they pray towards this place and they confirm, confess your name and turn from their sin, then hear them. Are you with me? And he went on and on. He talked about different situations. When things are not easy. When we want to meet you. And we come to this place. Then 
hearers. My prayer is that as we keep coming to the service, that we say that, Lord, I pray in my room. I pray everywhere. But when I come into this place, Lord, we have put together a place and we have agreed that at 7 o'clock we will wake up on a Sunday and we will come. We are feeling tired from the week. We are feeling very sleepy. We are feel, feeling very depressed. Things are not going its way. But Lord, when we wake up at 7 and we are up and we enter into the house and we come into your presence, and we speak to you and we sing to you and we talk to you then Lord hear us in heaven and answer hallelujah yes God made a place and said I will come and meet you but man also built a place and said Lord please come and this morning we are also saying please come so when you walk into the service one day and instead of praying you, uh, where you hear prayer, you know that that's what we are doing. We said, once we came, he just said, just talk to me. And we will just talk. And if you come and there's no praise and worship because there's prayer, it's not a problem. And if you come and there's no something but there's something else, it's not a problem because we have asked him that Lord, when we do all our yagba everywhere and we come into this house and we come and we start and we do something, Lord, then Lord, hear us from this place. Hear us from this place. Hallelujah. Some people say that, oh, it doesn't matter where you are, where you go. It's not true. Uh, Holy Ghost filled as you are, are there not some places you can't pray? Ah, Two weeks. Hey, you can be there. You suddenly realize I'm there, I cannot pray. But this place, Sunday morning, when you have gone the whole week and the week has been some way and you have not been able to pray much you've not been able to sense or speak to god when you arrive on a sunday morning as you enter you say that lord i have come and i'm coming into your presence forgive me for the times i should have spoken to you and i didn't speak but as i have come lord as i am here now lord hear me many of you are young you don't know which way your life is going to turn even we who are older we don't know now you and there are many that's why pasita was singing today about the voice the voice we're at a place where we need to hear the voice of god how do you know what is good for you how do you know which way to turn how do you know which job is it how do you know which beloved is it how do you know what happens next how do you know how do you know how do you know i'm asking a question how do you know but when we come into this place lord your presence your presence. May we hear you speaking to us. So I don't want you to come here as if it's a joke. Oh, today I'll just come at this time. Tomorrow come. You see, what God is doing at 10 o'clock is a different something. But if you have decided that this is where I'm coming, then decide that this is where I'm coming. And I will be here early. Early will I seek you. Early. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. You see, there's an interesting scripture. Take your seat. <laughs> Moses was somebody who it is good to learn from. Remember our scripture, Hebrews 6.12, where we talked about the fact that we, <laughs> we shouldn't be slothful, but we should study, follow those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. One of the best leaders in the Bible was Moses. He led so many people. He did so many things. Now, there's a place in Exodus, Exodus 33 where he says something that is so interesting that I want us to go there this morning. 
Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, are you sleepy already? You see, I will advise you when you are coming to this service and don't eat your breakfast, delay it. Delay it. Uh-huh. Why? Why do you think I'm saying you should delay it? You know, there's a way in which after eating some down there's be that it just, it just doesn't help. It doesn't help. Are you there? One time I was in a certain meeting of spiritual people, more spiritual than you. Then the person who was leading us began to feel sorry for us that Charlie, the day has been long. We haven't eaten. Then they allowed us to go eat. When we came back, oh, people's stomachs were fellowshipping with their eyes. And so I can't say this in the 10 o'clock service because it's later in the day. But in this service, how many of us wake up and already you have eaten breakfast by 6? Most of us haven't. Just come like that. Just come like that. It will help us to be a little sharper. Hallelujah. But look at something. In Exodus chapter 33, God was not so happy with the children of Israel. And he spoke to Moses and he said from verse 1, Depart and go up hence, you and all the people with you that thou hast brought out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swore unto Abraham and Isaac and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it. And I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, the Jebusite, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of you, for you are a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. And that when the people heard these evil tidings, they mourned, and no man put on him his ornaments. Are you here? So God was saying something. What I said I was going to give you, I will give it to you. What I said I will do, I will do it. I'm going to send my angel to lead you. And as we go, I'll be overtaking the enemies for you. It's a good deal, huh? At least it sounds like a good deal to me. I mean, if you got an angel to lead you to work next week, will he not be happy about it? Lead you to your class. Look at something. Verse 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up these people. And thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. And thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace, and consider this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with you, and I will give thee rest. And he said, so now Moses is talking to God, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up from here. You see, it's a very interesting scripture. Because God is saying that what I said I would do, I will do all. I will do everything I said I will do. The place I said I will give you, I'm going to give it to you. So get up from here and go. If I walk with you, eh, because Moses had the presence of God with him so much. If I walk with the way the people are, I will kill people. <laughs> I will kill people. I will kill people. Moses says, see. Look, I was in my place, minding my own business. I was doing my something. Please, if you won't come, we aren't going. If you won't come, 
If your presence doesn't come with us, then please, I won't go. This angel that you are sending, that has no name. <laughs> this angel that you are bringing to attach to us that we don't know. I ain't going with no angel. I ain't going with no angel. As we have come to this service, Lord, we like a lot of things. So. But it's you we came to meet. We like angelic visitations. We like all kinds of... But Lord, we didn't come for that one. It's your presence that we came for. Hallelujah. Are you there? And if Moses, who was such a man of God, if he needed the presence of God to go with him, you and I, we also need the presence to go with us. Hallelujah. Not just to be with us, but to go with us. Next week, we'll talk about the aspect of the presence being with you. But today, we are talking about him going with you. Hallelujah. Go with me. Lord, go with me. Wherever. You see, when you are in the presence of some people, you don't fear anything. If you remember when you were a child, maybe you had an older sibling in the school. And there's somebody who will be slap slapping you and disturbing you. But when you are in the presence of your sibling, yeah, I mean, all the fear disappears. Why? The person who you are with. One day, a certain man told us a story. He was one of the youngest of a number of brothers. And they used to be, live in a certain area. And there was an old man they used to tease. And every time, he wasn't actually old, but in the eyes of a child. The man was a mason. And he had made a wall that wasn't straight. <laughs> and the children used to tease him. When he's coming, then they'll say, oh. <laughs> somebody will shout, uh, what? Or cheer, then somebody will answer, line. And the man knew they were laughing at his wall. Or cheer, line. And every time, the man will be angry. And they will run away after all, they are. Young boys. But one day, one day, when this boy, remember he was the youngest, every day for Tifma, one day for, when they saw the man coming, they shouted, Ochia, line, and they started to run. Something happened and he couldn't run. <laughs> and before he knew it, the man was just there. And he imagined, said, today I am dead. All the times I have teased this man, I'm coming to pay for all now. I am finished. Then he said, as the man ran, because the man was running and the man was gaining on him. And as the guy got closer and he was thinking, any time now my life is over. He looked up and there he saw coming in the distance his mother coming from the market holding her things, the things she had gone to buy. And as this mother, you see she was a single mother with three sons that she was striving to, build, to bring up. As this mother was walking and coming, she suddenly saw her youngest son. You see, you can ask the mothers. The youngest one always has a certain something. She saw her youngest son running towards her. She didn't know what was going on. She dropped the things that she was carrying and ran towards the boy and picked him up because she could see this older man chasing her son. A 
And as the mother stood there holding the son and was like, hey, what is that? What do you think you are doing? Before the man could explain, the young boy looked. He was now safe in his mother's arms and he shouted, Ochia, lie. Hallelujah. I'm saying this to say that when you are in the presence of some people, that's when yourself comes. As we come into the presence of God, we will tell the devil, Oh, child, lie. He said they used to do their leg something. Lie. They would do, Oh, child, lie. As his mother was carrying him, he looked at the man and said, Oh, child, we will come into the presence of God. Hallelujah. And say, oh, So Moses, he recognized the situation. And he said, if your presence isn't going with me, I am not going anywhere. Hallelujah. I need us to understand that as we sit here, we can see that we are such corruptible people. Oh, you can see. That's why Paul said, the thing I don't want to do. That's what I do. The thing that I should do, I don't do. Who would deliver us from this wretched body? They said, thanks be to God for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I am ending. But, <laughs> not because my scriptures are finished. If I enter, <laughs> we will not leave here this morning. But I want us to leave with a sense of the presence of God. Hallelujah. Are you there? I need you to remember that. Let me read a scripture. Isaiah 40. Isaiah chapter 40. I'm reading from verse 6. The voice said, cry. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass. And all the goodness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth. The flower fadeth. Because the spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth. The flower fadeth. But the word of our God shall stand forever. Hallelujah. As we sit here in our pride, I want to end by reminding you that you are just grass. What a nice thought. That's what the Bible says. But the truth is that everything that you see growing there, somebody was buried there, some places. <clears throat> they have become dust. The body has become grass. Are you there? And when you Remember that you are nothing but grass. You will stretch out and say, Lord, I need your presence. I need your presence. Grass is something that fades. For all your present beauty, we are fading. Day by day. Day by day. Hey, are you there? Please look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, tomorrow it will be minus one more day. Mm. It will be like one more day minus. Some of you, when we see you in 10 years, will wonder. Yeah, especially those of you who already use very heavy makeup. In about 10 years, you are going to start looking very old. Mm. Some of you who are attaching all kinds of things to your hair. Be careful. It's already chopping. In 10 years, your hairline has moved here. It's just, you see, brothers, don't shout too hard because you don't know how yours will be. 
Uh-huh. You don't know how yours will be. But the point that I'm making is that there is a fading. Amen. Are you there? There is a what? A fading. There is a fading. But what gives us hope is the presence of God. Usually as a person, as you are growing, you're not aware of the fading. But one day you get up and suddenly something you used to do easily, you can't do it any longer. And then you need to see that, hey, I am fading. I am fading. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, hey, this flesh. Yeah, if you are over 25, you have peaked already. You have peaked, so from henceforth it's going down. Even the dancing stars you see dancing here. Have you not seen the difference between them? Next service, those who will be here, will or we should go and watch it online. You will see that the children have more energy. Their energy is already going down. They're already fading. There are people sitting in the front row who used to be dancing here. It has gone already. It's true. It's true. Yeah. The fade finish. It's just that because we don't dance every day, it doesn't matter. But we fade, and it's important for us to remember it. It will keep us humble, and it will keep us holding on to the presence and keeping the presence of God. Are you with me? Keeping the presence of God. Otherwise, we'll just be depressed. That ah, everything is finishing. Everything is spoiling. Hey! <laughs> the thing is very serious. So. Finally, John 15 and verse 5. Next week, we'll continue. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. May we remind ourselves as we go, that is the presence of God and God with us that makes us anything or anybody. May we remember it and may we be blessed as we do. Stand to your feet. <clears throat> Hallelujah. For a few minutes, I want you to talk to the Lord. Just begin to pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for your life with him. Pray that the grace of God will be with you. Pray that the Lord will help you. Begin to pray. Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes this morning. That we are nothing without him. We need his presence. We need his presence. We need his help. We need him to talk to us. We need his grace. We need his mercy. We need his presence. Oh yes. You are great. Yes you are. Holy one. You walked upon the sea, you raised the dead. You reigned in majesty, mighty God. Everything written about you is great. Sing it one more time. You are great. You are great. Yes, you are. Walks upon the sea to raise the dead. You reign in majesty, mighty God.
everything written about you is great. You want to say you are great, 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 You are great. Oh yeah, you are great. You are great. Oh, you are great. Everything is in about you. This morning, I want you to bow down your heads, and I want you to consider. Am I one that the presence of God can be with? Before the presence of God will be with you, you need to give your life to him. You need to invite him. He doesn't force himself on anyone. And that's why this morning, I want to invite you in the quietness around, in the stillness around, to give your life to Jesus if you have not done so. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 say, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so if you are here this morning, I don't know if you came on your own or somebody invited you, but I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus so that you can ask that the presence will be with you. It was Jesus who said that without him, no one will see God. And so you need to give him your life. And so if you are here this morning and you cannot say for sure that you are saved, you cannot say for sure that your name is written in the book, Lamb's Book of Life, come let us correct it right now as every head is bowed and every eye is closed you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior just lift up your right hand we're going to confess him together with you just lift up your right hand and you're saying that I, I, I want to make this decision just lift it up where you are just lift it up just lift it up lift it up I'm just inviting you. You're not sure that you're saved. Just lift up your right hand where you are. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you that it's because of you, because of the sacrifice of Jesus, that we can even ask for your presence to be with us. We thank you that as we ask you to be with us and to hear us, that you do so. To you indeed be all the praise in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDRC. God richly bless you.